Okay, and we're live. Thank you for tuning in to the second episode of the Takes of Steel podcast. I am your host, not co-host. Don't know why I said that in the first episode. I'm your host, Hunter Steele. Um, today we have a very special guest on the pod, very good friend of mine. Eric Adler, pitcher outfielder for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. We had a good conversation, talk the season, talk baseball, dude stuff for all you people out there. Just a couple plugs I forgot to put in the first episode. If you're not already following the socials, go ahead and throw it a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Takes of Steel. Uh, just a, an FYI to people listening, uh, it's a, it's a learning process, so so just bear with me. The audio at the beginning of this may have been a little bit too high, so if you're wearing headphones, just be a little weary is all. Uh, last note, if there's any other college athletes out there that are listening and you want to come on, by all means, hit me up or I'll hit you up. But let's get it done. I'm interested in having anyone and any everyone on to talk. Uh, but without further ado, let's get to Eric. Now I'd like to welcome on a very special guest to the program, a uh, second official friend of the program on paper, um, former Rockledge Raider, current Wake Forest Demon Deacon. Uh, dude has a flamethrower for a right arm, but he can also hit the piss out of the ball when needed. He's currently a sophomore pitcher slash outfielder slash student athlete. He's gearing up for the 2020 very season important. where the Demon Deacons are ranked. Number 17 in the nation, it is Eric Adler. Eric, how are you doing, my friend? You know, I'm doing good, hanging in there, uh, working day to day. Um, glad to be on the show with my main man, Hunter Steele, or Hunty Steele's heart disease. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's good to be on the show. Yeah, thank you for being the, the second official guest and uh, the official friend of the program. I'll get you your plaque whenever that comes in. Uh, how are things going up in Winston-Salem? <clears throat> well, I mean, it's going good. Like I said earlier, going day-to-day, staying busy um, with baseball and sprinkling in school here and there. Um, but, you know, I think we're looking pretty good, so I'm looking forward to what the season has in store. Yeah, so I figured I'd give the people some more background on you. This is from the Wake website, so feel free to correct as needed. Uh Former Rockledge Raider, class of 2019, uh, rated a top 500 prospect by Perfect Game. You're number one in my eyes, just so you should know. Uh, you drew interest from UCF, Kentucky, Virginia, USF, the whole nine yards. You're kind of the man. Uh, most impressively, you're a member of the <laughs> National Honor Society. Uh, do you feel like there was anything you need to add to that? Hmm. Well... The National Honor Society part, you know, that's real important. Um, I, I think I should throw that in there. Uh, shout out to Mama Bear and Papa Bear for uh, holding me down and making me do my homework. So, uh, yeah, someone yeah said it paid off, important. I guess. Athlete, student. <laughs> Athlete, student. <laughs> um, so you had some pretty big offers coming out, some pretty serious D1 offers. Uh, what was it really that made you choose Wake? Well, talking to uh, Coach Wald, he really had a plan on what he wanted to do with the program and everything. And I felt that he 
over all the other options was the most dedicated to his players. You know, um, <clears throat> there's a story a while ago where um, he we, donated his kidney to one that. of his players. Yeah, yeah, no, that that alone really was a big stepping stone in the right direction for me to, you know, later on choose here. But obviously the facilities and everything, like the pitching lab, state of the art, like major league teams come in and take notes on it, stuff like that. Um, and then the academics. Graduating from Wake Forest is going to help me in the long run once I'm obviously done playing baseball. So overall, I think it was the best options. Great school, dude. It's a 40-year decision, not a four-year decision. Exactly. Um, do they give you do they give you the hookup on free Arnold Palmers? Oh, let me tell you, we have a Arnold Palmer mural in the baseball uh, facility. And it's actually when he was about old as dirt, so it wasn't doing him justice really, but he was just finishing a little flick shot and he was looking like a street <laughs> goofball. But uh yeah, we definitely we definitely have our fair share of Arnold Palmers, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean I I don't blame you one bit. It's a it's a Hall of Fame drink right there, Hall of Fame golfer. Uh <laughs> Growing up in uh, in Brevard, you were a, a dual sport athlete. You were a a quarterback and a baseball player, and uh, you happen to be pretty damn good at both. Uh, what like how did you choose which sport you wanted to pursue? At the end of the day, well, it was it was pretty hard because football was my first love, and uh, when I chose to stop playing football, um, it was a hard choice. But I mean, after I broke my arm. Uh, freshman year at MCC playing and then I transferred over to Rockledge and kind of picked up the pace a little bit and started to develop um, I mean throwing 55 million interceptions and everything that <laughs> kind of steer, steered me away a little bit me, me rolling out absolutely throwing a ball square in the chest to somebody that's not on a team you know that's just I wanted on no go for me. Eric so. actually, I wanted on record. Eric broke his wrist freshman year and didn't shed a single tear in front of the satellite cheerleaders. So tell everyone. I have that. uh, yeah, I have witnesses. So if you want to question me on that, feel free. I'm here. Yeah, hit me, uh, Hunter <laughs> Steele. Um, at what point did you realize like you were? Ca- at what point did you realize you like wanted to and you were capable of being a, a D1 athlete? Um, was, there, was there like a, a turning point, like a certain, you just woke up one day, you're like, dude, I could do this. Well, it kind of, it kind of stemmed from baseball actually, because I had a lot of like actual success when I was younger, not just like little league stuff here and there, like, uh, Jackson Taylor, Connor Leary, all of us, you know, we all went to the little league world series, not the actual world series, but, uh. I think it's regionals. It's called. Regionals we went to, and stuff. yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The the step right before, and we lost in the championship game, one zero. Blah blah blah. I won't get into that, but yeah, no. Um, it was around then. It, it it stemmed from baseball pretty much because we just had like constant success, and I was seeing the guys that I was playing with get offers, and I was like, you know, this this might not be too bad here like i feel like i could get a shot with all the publicity and everything on twitter that was going on so it i would say in reality you saw a kid that 
in reality, you saw a kid that was worse than you, and you're like, this kid's going to be one? <laughs> you know, I'm, I may have came across situations like that once yeah. or twice. Yeah, yeah. But we won't we won't get into the details. Uh, yeah, we won't, we won't year, get into that. Last year, you guys had your season uh, cut short due to COVID. Uh, is there, like, a greater sense of urgency to, like, kind of get back to playing games and, like, playing – just playing baseball again? Like, you know, is there – are guys getting antsy? Oh, yes, for sure. Um, I am definitely – I have ants in my pants, as uh, Phineas and Ferb said a while back. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm Very dying to get out there. So is everybody <laughs> – so, so is everybody else on the team. Like, we're, we're now basically a week and a half away from opening day, and I can't be more excited. I've been listening to uh, Boston by Boston nonstop, so – I'm pretty great. amped. Yeah, it's a great album. That'll get yes. the juices flowing. No, uh, no doubt about it. Oh, just wait till opening day. I'm going to wake up at – yeah, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'm going to wake up early, but I'm going to wake up blasting that. Got to. Um, is there a certain game or series that, like, you got on your mind right now, You're one you're looking forward to the most? Um, Definitely – the Florida state and Miami series, just because I'm going to be back in the homeland, uh, back in the yeah. sunshine state. Uh, and you know, Miami's really good. So is FSU. But other than those two, I would say Louisville because, you know, we beat them last year in the first game of the series, but then we ended up getting dogpiled the, the next two games. So I'm looking and we have a really good team this year. So do they, so I think that should be a really good series. Yeah, hopefully you could hit a bomb off that Louisville kid with the glasses or with the goggles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that guy's a douche. <laughs> yeah, so uh you aren't just a PO that's that's really good at golf. You're actually you're an athlete, some would say, uh an outfielder. Uh my first question is you like, what's your deal? Like member of the National Honor Society, D one athlete, you play two positions, like it's, it's a problem, dude. <laughs> Well, what's your deal, man? No, nah, I mean, uh, I just want to know, man. What's going on? I don't know. I'm just, it's over just here being a normal just... guy, and I'm feeling bad. <laughs> well, I'm flattered right now. If you can see me, I'm absolutely blushing. So, my follow up question to that is like something that I've kind of been curious about being a, a two position athlete. Uh, what's more satisfying, like hitting an absolute nuke or with or making someone with on a strikeout. Hmm. I mean, it's got to be hitting a nuke. There's a, like, there's just nothing better than that because one, it's like ball and stick fun. Like you just, Turn, it's like golf. You just, yeah, you you smack a ball in golf. It's just satisfying. If you, if some guy's trying to throw his fastball by you and you just yeet it, it's like yeah, 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 yep. Come. Come here, that was son. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring that booty Follow here. That. Follow up to that. What's the worst feeling getting struck out or getting a hitting a nuke off you? Um, spoken with experience, definitely get a nuke hit off fields. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plenty of experience in both fields. But nah, I'd definitely yeah, say you get a nuke better. hit off you. That sucks. Because they just this run around a, you. A and just... 
look at you. It's just like, oh, geez. Walk of shame. Um, this is this is a more yeah. serious question. Away from, away from the jokes and stuff. Uh, when you're being a pitcher, like how do you how do you keep your cool when you're starting to get hit? Like you know, you got people starting to hit a couple off you here and there. Like you you got stuff like superstitions that help you get through that, or is it kind of just like a like always the next pitch mentality? Well, like my mom's always said, like I've always been real even keeled and kind of been low key. I'm not, I'm not one to strike somebody out and go yell or something or like stare them down. I just kind of put my head down and walk off. So I think that given that's my sort of personality on the mound, it's helped me a lot. So say I'm getting shelled or I'm walking people or whatever, I won't, I I typically don't show it on the mound, like with my emotions and everything. But if it does happen, I, I, I normally step off the mound, probably take my hat off. I'm a huge rosin bag guy. So I'll throw the rosin bag on and kind of just take a deep breath before I uh, clear my mind and throw the next pitch. So never get too high, never get too low. That's, that's the winner's mentality exactly. for all you kids at home out there. Um, how, heard it how here cool first. was the pitching lab? How cool was the pitching lab? Oh, man. You kind of alluded to it earlier. It is uh, – it's definitely nuts. Like going from high school and stuff to where you're – you just got a pitching coach telling you lift your hip more or something like that, driving them out to having sensors literally on your body telling you where force is being created and why it's being created due to like – say foot strike or the way your hips move and how your hips move and how that'll affect your elbow pain, stuff like that. It's just, there's so many things and so many tools that we have available to us. It's a, it's, it's pretty special. Do you ever think like, damn, there's a lot of dudes in here and I'm the only one with my shirt off. Oh, okay. So the first time I ever do this damn pitching lab like uh i'm blanking on what it's called it's like bio biomechanic work or whatever where you put all the sensors on and you got stripped down your underwear all that stuff yeah (laughs) and uh so i'm walking in there and it's just me hendrix um and then some of our analysis people and, and um i'm putting all this stuff on all this and then right before i throwing my warm-up pitches here comes walt and the squad and it's just like some mlb coaches and like some of his friends that are just there to like see how it works and this was freshman year so i'm straight little body and pale and everything i'm just like in my underwear (laughs) and these just mammoths of dudes are just like standing around me and i'm chucking like 80 poo down the middle Trying to figure out like how all this right, works, this, so that was pretty humiliating. Is this illegal? <laughs> <laughs> Have I been here before? What what's going on? Yeah. Um. So another thing you you kind of alluded to was the story. Not I'm sure not many people listening know your coach, Coach Walter. Uh, fears back actually gave his kidney to an uh, an outfielder on the team. Uh. I thought the story, dude. I remember you telling me a story about your through your recruitment, and uh, thought it was something we should highlight in this interview. Uh, the question for you is: How cool is it knowing that 
you have a coach like that, like who just always would have your back or in this case, a kidney. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that was a nice little pun there. You caught me off guard, but, um, it's definitely, (laughs) it's definitely nice. It's definitely nice to know that, you know, this guy is working on the scene and off the scene for us. Um, he sometimes like you won't see him that much, but things will come around. It's like, you know what? That only would have happened if Walt was doing it. Like, you know, he he has connections all over the place. He he's a straight businessman, straight great baseball coach. He he's uh and he puts the team first. That's that's what's most important. You know, he really wants what's best for us academically and uh, professionally, so yeah, I mean, he seems like a seems like a great dude. Every interview I've seen, and I, I, I just thought that was a really cool story that people should know about because, you know, I don't feel like not too many people do. Uh, have you ever asked him, like, yo, coach, where's my kidney at? <laughs> um, you know, I make jokes every now and then. Like, I'll, like, fake hit him in the stomach or something. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to be honest, he doesn't like him too much. He's a, he's a serious guy, so – um, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do it and I get scared a little bit. Um, but I always go out on a, on a limb to try and get them to giggle or something. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, I mean, it's, once again, can't say enough. It's pretty, pretty sweet that he gave up a kidney. I, I don't know if I could do that, but, uh, to kind of change gears here, kind of get on a lighter side, uh, for the people that don't know, Eric actually comes from a line of athletic phenoms. Uh, your dad was a quarterback <laughs> at Missouri and threw, threw for over 5,000 yards and 53 touchdowns. And on top of that, your grandpa was a running back at Missouri as well and led the team in touchdowns for two years. Yes, sir. Do you ever just he, think, he, like, damn. Yeah, I mean, Grandpa Don, he is the GOAT. Like, this guy is... I wish everybody could meet him. He's just the most happy-go-lucky dude. Um, but, I mean, like, I don't even know. Just that that guy kind of kicked it off. And then Marlon, obviously, with his brothers, because I'm pretty sure uh, Marcus, his younger brother, was playing baseball in Missouri the same time he was quarterback there. So they kind of had, like, a little duo thing going. So that had to be pretty sweet. So they just – they just had the school like in the palm of their hands, basically. <laughs> it's the Missouri Adlers. Yeah. Um, is there is there any bad blood with you in Missouri since they didn't recruit you? Looking for some headline material here. Yeah, I hate. Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, it 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 kind of. Like, I, I wouldn't mind going there, obviously, but it was kind of the same thing with, like, Kentucky. The reason I I didn't see myself playing there is just it would be so damn cold. Like, it, it's cold enough yeah. here, and I'm considered in the South still. So. Yeah. And you also probably came to the realization you're like, living in the middle of Kentucky probably wouldn't be that fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, These are just some – some baseball questions to kind of wrap it up um, for the people listening. I wanted wanted to wanted them to know what is your walk up song of choice. Uh, I know this will be a, a great selection because you got a great music, great music cue. I appreciate that. 
Um, so you want me to do the one I'm doing this year or one of the ones I've done in the past? What do you, what do you, oh, you what do you want here? It sounds like you got, you got a bunch of ammo. I mean, what's the one this year? <laughs> My one this year is fireman by Lil Wayne started right from the beginning. Um, oh, since you know, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug that song in into this into this so people can know that people need perfect. to know. Lil Wayne, Fireman. Um, who who's a player that you try and model your game around and, and don't just say Mike Trout? Uh, Mike Trout. Um, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> probably. I think. Hmm. That's a good one. I would I would go Zach Plasiak, pitcher for the uh, Indians. He's got like a really, really short arm action, and it's like kind of too short, but it, he he's able to work with, and that's why he's so effective in the major leagues is because he hides the ball so well. Um, but you know he's he's a real down to earth guy. He I kind of feel like we have the same personality. Um, even though I don't know him, but you know, he's a, he's a good role model in the community. And, uh, on top of that, he's a real good pitcher. So I would say Zach Plasiak for sure. This is a, uh, a question from, from myself as a guy who, who quit baseball at a young age. Cause, uh, I got hit by a pitch and scarred <laughs> for life. Do you ever just think like, damn, I can, I can throw pretty hard and I could make this kid across from me probably quit baseball right now if I wanted to. <laughs> well, yes, actually, whenever I got to throw a fastball inside sometimes, like not to opposing players, but to like in scrimmages to my teammates, um, I do get a little nervous because I beamed the mess out of my uh, roommate last year and we kind of had some bad blood. Um. So I, I mean, if it, if you're not on my team, no, I could care less if I hit you. But if you're on my team and we're just scrimmaging, yeah, I got, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to hit you. That's just messed up. Because, as you know, get it, out of it definitely floor. hurts. <laughs> yeah, no, I I will vouch for anyone who yeah. needs it. Um, I guess this is the, the last last question. Who's the best uh, wiffle ball player you've ever seen? Um, it's really no question. Um, I mean, he's proved it time and time again, no matter the situation, rain or shine, it's hands down the man interviewing me right now. Um, I have plenty of friends, <laughs> so does he, that can uh, vouch for him as well. But I want you to ask one person in particular, and that's Caleb Smallwood. Um, he knows better than anybody. Shout out. Yeah, ask him about it. Everyone listening right now, actually, go ask Caleb about it if you have time, uh, if you made it this far into the interview. Um, well, Eric, I appreciate you coming on. Um, look forward to keeping up with you during the season. Uh, Wake Forest's first official game of the season is February 19th versus Northeastern. Uh, I've never heard of Northeastern. I thought that was like a team in the, the <laughs> NCAA video games. But but that nonetheless they kick off the season uh february 19th and the first official acc game is notre dame february 26th so mm -hmm. tune in to eric 
tune into Eric and the Demon Deacons if you want to uh, really witness some baseball magic. Magic. Um, Eric, I appreciate you coming on, my man. Uh, we'll have to do this again sometime, maybe. Yes, sir, for sure. And good luck. I appreciate you. you. All right, thank you. <laughs>